You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 368. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 368. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. Well, well, hello. Are you ready to talk to the pod people? I am. Well, this is a classic, classic episode that episode. we're doing today. That's yeah. true. That's true. I feel like the two of us have been very squirrely and silly prior yeah. to hitting record. So I'm hoping this doesn't go off the rails. It it might. It might. It has it has in the past. It has and so. and it will. And I hope that you guys are all along You're for the ride. All along for the ride. So like Mr. Saddle S- up, partner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like Mr. Smith said, did you just do a lasso? movement i did i did <laughs> i put my head down and i was like <laughs> i saw you doing the little dance out of the corner <laughs> all right we are doing an episode today about how to not lose your shit with your family this holiday i mm. typically reprise this every holiday and this year is no exception in fact we have some additional elements of yes, we do covid yeah felice covidad <laughs> I like how you did that. Do you like how I, I did that? Yeah, that was good. I, I just spitball and just came up with it. Did you really? No, you saw that on a meeting. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you really? That was actually pretty good, man. <laughs> so, well, thank Very you. Very witty. Thank you. So, we have COVID element mm-hmm. going on. So, you may or may not feel comfortable in large gatherings. There yeah. is definitely going to be political unrest. Everybody is going to carry things differently. I mean, I know for me, at the 2016 election, I... I hit a pretty bad week right after that. Like I was really depressed for a good week. And I know other people Most who had were. it for for even longer than mm-hmm. that. And that certainly can affect getting together with family. For us at the time, it was great because nobody was in town. And so we didn't have to deal with anybody. But I I don't presume to think that you're in the same situation. So we'll, we'll dig into all of that. But uh, before we do, why don't we kick it off with a light note? Let's do a little episode that we like to call... Would you rather? Today's would you rather is, would you rather be a professional bridesmaid? What? Professional bridesmaid. Like that, that's not a thing. A stand-in. Yes, it is. What? Absolutely. That it cannot it be. It is a, now. Oh, that cannot be a thing. It is a thing. I'm sure. Is this for people who just don't have any friends or family? It must be. Wouldn't you just, okay, all right, continue, continue. A professional bridesmaid would be someone that threw your bachelorette party, kind of like a, an event, bridal an shower. event planner kind of person. Yeah. So let's say all your friends really sucked at that kind of stuff. Right. You could hire a professional bridesmaid, you, if you choose, to take over those roles. I'd be stellar at that. You would. I'd be so good at that. Okay, you continue, would. continue. Or a professional sex toy tester. That one. But you don't know what you're going to get. Oh, that's true. That's true. What if it's like one of those giant fists? You can... <laughs> <laughs> or one of those like big machines with a big fat dildo on the front. That one, I'm, I'm yeah. not... 
fist, no. But a, but a big hat. But uh, those fists are like as they're like as big as a toddler. <laughs> they're so big. But a jackhammering dildo is okay. Well, I'm sure it has speed. <laughs> <laughs> Cover it, your children's ears. But it's true. I mean, it could be. It could be like. I'm just trying to think of some of the stuff I've seen. It could be those things that like electrocute your nipples. Yes, yeah. And that would be or a things hard you put in your pass. butt or you know, they could be so many things. It have you might... seen those those butt plugs that actually have like a tail hanging out? Oh my god. And so you look like a horse. It's like a horse tail. <laughs> like a real life my little pony. Wow. <laughs> you just need a little unicorn on the on the, the All the ones I've go. seen are like black hair or brown, but I would really like maybe Rainbow? Like a lavender. Like a nice lavender. Maybe a pastel. <laughs> maybe a saffron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is – we told you it was going to go off the rails. We warned them. From the top. From the beginning. At we said, the top. This is going off the rails. That's right. Saddle up, partner. You you even said I, saddle I even up. Said... And we didn't we – didn't, now we're talking about saddles. <laughs> you, yeah. Like full circle. Full circle. Okay. Well, now that you're talking about that. Yeah. Well, what about you? What about you? Well, I'd be the bridesmaid for sure. You would? Yeah, for sure. You don't want to love throwing parties. You don't want to tr- try a bunch of sex toys? I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good there. <laughs> uh, although I think that could be really expansive. It, it could. It, it could in yeah. a lot of ways, actually. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. I do feel like. It will, well, it depends because professional bridesmaid right now in the time of COVID, I would say no because I'm one of those right. people who's trying to not spread it. Let's take COVID out of the picture for this okay. one. Okay. We don't need COVID in everything in our lives, do we? So if it's a sex toy tester, it's like you just you don't know what you're going to get. And it's you like sex toy of the month. And you can't be just – you can't say – like fill out a questionnaire and say these are the things that I will and won't do. No. You'd have to try anything they sent your way. All right. I think then I would pick the bridesmaid also. Bridesmaid is a little too risky for you. It it's you know me. I don't like surprises. I like planning. I Well, you you'll be a great bridesmaid. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, and I'm so good at that. Like themes and yeah. organizing and events and We just came up with a new business. Did we? We did. Once COVID is over, you and me, baby. We, we're going we, to the professional bridesmaid industry. It's going to be a groomsman and bridesmaid That's package. Right. And there, there's a lot of competition, so we're going to be. That is so <laughs> funny. And so we could run a full blown campaign to try to beat out their best friends. That's right. It's and like, so, we're no, better than your best friend. You want. I guarantee. You, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. There's the levity for you. So if you want to give your opinion, where do you go? Oh, nice job, Mr. Smith. Yeah. You got all shy, though. <laughs> well, you gave me a look, and it took me out of my... <laughs> you you got to own it, babe. You got to no. own it, own it. Well, don't look at me like that. <laughs> so cute. Okay, so if you would like to share your Would You Rather, we would definitely love to hear from you. We have a Facebook group that you can find if you go to the URL, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It will redirect you to our corner of Facebook, and it's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. After Hours. 
And it is such a fun, amazing group of people. Mr. Smith comes in and hangs out. And we talk about the Would You Rather every Monday. And we discuss our reasoning behind it. And it's really fun to get to know everybody. Plus, you can get tons of support and additional advice. I do a bonus training every single month where I sound off on questions that have come up from the group over over the last handful of weeks. And so it can be really advantageous if there's something that you're really struggling with. Mm-hmm. But I find that everybody is so supportive of each other and Absolutely. chiming in with great resources and advice. And I keep it nice and tidy in there so nobody's, you know, peddling all their goods and wares. So come join us, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It's also going to be in the show notes for this episode. Okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way. Get that off of our chest. That was a very raucous segment, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Let's talk about how we can prepare for this holiday season, considering we just came out of an election. And from one, one of the things that I've discussed with a lot of people in my community is so many people are on opposite sides of the aisle from their family. Sure. And it gets really, really sticky. So depending on where you are and depending on what the results are, you Mm. might be super thrilled. You might be super pissed. What we do anticipate is that there will probably probably be uncomfortable feelings with your family if you're on different sides, right? Correct. Now, not to mention that we're also still in the middle of a pandemic. And I still, when I see people that are with their giant families with no masks and no social distancing, I'm like, oh, oh, did you just decide COVID doesn't exist or or what? Right. So I, I, we also have had situations with our friendships where we've had to decline events. And fortunately, they're extremely respectful and understanding. And we're just like, we don't feel like it's a responsible thing to do especially because you're not asking everybody to wear masks and to stay outside. And that's just not something that we can get on board with at this time. But that type of a situation is not dissimilar to any other type of boundary that you have to set. It doesn't have to be just relevant to current events, but I do think that adds an additional layer. Okay, so let's talk about this. Number one, the first item of business is to gear up. So I think one of the things that's the that is so anxiety inducing for a lot of people is feeling as though you are taken by surprise about something or you're not prepared for a conversation that somebody might want to start embarking on with you. So there's two components here. The first is look at any super probable situations. Based off of your experience with your family, what is highly likely that is going to come up? Mm-hmm. And and you could even write all of that down. This is something that I work with in a, a much more elaborate way with my students. But we look at, you know, what are the situations that we think are very mm-hmm. likely to arise? They could be conversations. They could be people asking you, you know, when you're going to have a baby. They could be giving you shit about not eating meat or that you are eating meat. I mean, it could be a litany of different things that come up. And maybe it's your one relative who always wants to po- talk about politics, no matter if it's an election year or not. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. 
Or maybe you're going through something really traumatic, like you just decided to drop out of school or you're going through a divorce or maybe you had a, just had a miscarriage. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But start to forecast. Here are the things like, oh, my brother always asks me for money or mm-hmm. someone always makes a, a racist remark. So getting ahead of it can help you prepare immensely. So jotting all of those things down and then asking yourself, how do I want to respond? Yeah. Now, one of the other things to note, and we will talk about this in, in, a little bit more when we get to number three, but you do not have to get into a full-blown conversation with somebody if you don't want to. And I'll give you the semantics on that. But I want you to remember that if there is anything that's going on with you, you know, maybe you are extremely sad about the unfoldings of the election or you're feeling fragile around it or you don't really want to get into it with that particular person or whatever it happens to be, you can say something like, you know, I don't really want to get into that right now. I do sure. hope you uh, you understand. But I want you to be getting your head in the game so that you have a way that you know you want to respond. Sure. Because when we're taken off guard like that, a lot of times we get really combative you know, those of us who are a little more sharp-tongued, and or we will retreat. We say nothing. We hide out. I think that one's far more common. That's for the recovering people pleasers out there. Mm -hmm. We just kind of go, oh, uh, and just don't don't say anything. So the, the second piece under gearing up is what do I need to do or say or be in order to be proud of myself. So this is sort of a a bigger picture concept. So let's say you are going to be hanging out with your family for Thanksgiving, let's say, on a Thursday. You might ask yourself, okay, come Friday morning, how do I want to feel about the woman that I was? Or how do I want to feel about the man that I was? How do I want to feel about the human that I was, however you identify. That gives you a much clearer picture of how you want to behave instead of thinking, well, this will go really well as long as I take my uncle to school or as long as I have the sharpest thing to say, as long as they see it my way or as long as they respect me. We don't know any of that. All we can do is go in and say, here's who I need to be. Here's how I need to behave. Here's how I need to show up in order for me to say, you know what? I'm not responsible for the things my brother did. I'm not responsible for any of the things that my mom said, but I am so proud of the way that I showed up. So what does that look like for you? Define that. Mm, For me, it almost always is a hybrid of my tried and true grace and kindness, right? Right. That's my tried and true married with assertiveness. So I want to always be kind to people. I want to always be graceful and I don't want to roll over on anything. I don't want to ever allow my silence to make me a liar. If somebody says something offensive, I'm going to speak up about it. I'm going to say, you know, I don't I don't share that opinion and I would appreciate it if we could maybe move topics or I'm if if you want to continue to discuss this, I'm going to just politely excuse myself. Right. Something like that. All right. So that's number one, gearing up. Number two, decide on very clear boundaries. So this might be something that you want to collaborate with. If you are in a partnership, you might want to talk to your partner about it and look at, you know, what are the things that we need to implement in order for both of us to feel honored inside of this relationship? Because it could be, I mean, you and I have talked many times about how I'm kind of the outgoing introvert. I could stay home 
all the time and you would love to be around all the family all the days. Right. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> how do we figure that out? Happy medium, right? In a way that we, yeah, that we both feel honored. And I think that's a really key piece if you are in an intimate partnership like that. Here are a couple of things just to think about. What are the things that you are willing to participate in and the things that you are not willing to participate in? Thinking about things like church or religion or anything like that that you either do or do not find yourself allied with. Timing, that could be something to think about. Timing. I. I'm willing to come over for two hours, oh, but I'm not going to be spending the entire day there. Or I'm happy to come by for dinner, but we're not going to be able to stay for drinks or we're not going to be able to stay for desserts or things like that. Right. But being very clear, this is the amount of time that I have to spend and then being willing to follow through on that. That's a tough one, but it's also one that can mitigate a lot of the problems, you know, right. Like we're going to be here for an hour. It's a hard stop at noon. I've got a hard stop. <laughs> right. That's part of boundaries. And we'll, we'll link to the boundaries pod in the show notes because the deal with boundaries is other people. Oftentimes, if you have not been somebody who, who does establish boundaries, a lot of times they don't like that you all of a sudden have become assertive and oh, have yeah. all these hard and fast lines. Right. Oh, look at you. Oh, right. somebody <laughs> listened to a podcast or, oh, now right. you don't want to do anything with the family. And they'll do all these really shitty things that are trying to cast guilt in your direction. Sure. Yep. And you can very simply say, please, no, it's not my intention to cause any disruption, but it's a decision that we've made that we need to follow through on to take care of ourselves. And we're not going to be we're not going to feel guilty for that. Goodbye. Right. Other things to think about travel. This is a huge one. This was a big deal for us when we were in California and when we had lots of family in California. It took so much out of us to travel, of travel. all over the state. And it was it was exhausting, especially yep. the older we got and when our businesses were really full. So there were some years where we said, you know, this year we need everybody to come to us. We're not we're not going to be able to travel. And this can be really challenging if you have a family where everyone goes to one person's house year after year on Christmas Eve or on whatever it is, Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Like this is the tradition that we've always done. And when you start bucking up against that, sometimes people are really not happy to hear <laughs> that that is a decision that you've made. Yeah. But I think it's really important to understand what what you need matters. And the things that are important to you really do matter. So if you don't want to be around a giant family because you're concerned about how cavalier perhaps they've been about the virus or haven't or they're working in an industry where they're constantly exposed to people. You get to say, hey, I don't feel comfortable having my family around. Yeah. You you get that. Yep. Okay. Amount of effort. This is another one, boundary setting. This can be huge if you are one of those people like we were talking about with the bridesmaid. If you're a planner and the one to take on all the <laughs> shit and well, I'll cook everything from scratch. Yes. Something that's happened in my my personal family is my mom and I would end up doing a lot of the work. Usually my mom and my brothers would do jack shit. They'd watch football. Yeah. And one year 
my baby brother, who I love to pieces, he was responsible for the fucking pies. Of course, we know he's not going to buy them from scratch or, or make them from scratch. We know he's just going to buy them. Well, doesn't realize that all these places are going to be closed. So he ends up going to the gas station and getting a bunch of like, do you remember this? It was like yes. Snickers ice cream bars. And yes. like that was our desserts because he <laughs> failed at dessert duty. So I know that this can be a real point of contention where one person in the family feels like they're doing all of the work. Yes. You teach people how to treat you yes. with what you choose to tolerate. That's exactly right. It's not just you putting up a stink about it. It's about your behavior. Does your behavior follow suit? Do you actually say, no, you are on your own? You know, the interesting thing is, and this is something that triggered for me, was they get to do the behaviors and say the things that make me uncomfortable. Right. But I can't say the things that make them uncomfortable. Right. Right? No. Like, if you fail at dessert duty, I'm going to call you out on it. Right. Right? Yes. Maybe you need to get a better duty. <laughs> yes, maybe you do. All right. So leaving early, deciding on if there's consequences, you know, if um, if you have established a boundary over and over again, please do not feed this type of stuff to my kids. We have a – we really – are raising them vegan. We don't want any sort of ice creams or things like that. And it's not something that we feel is acceptable just to cheat on over the holidays or over Christmas or whatever it is. And if that is breached over and over again and blatantly disrespected, you have to think about ahead of time, what are your consequences going to be? And again, there's more to that in that specific boundaries pod that we'll link in the show notes. Another thing to think about, gift parameters. This is something that that Mr. Smith and I decided around the 2016 election. We said, okay, one of the things that we can do to start making a difference is we can forego buying people shit because everybody in our family didn't need anything. Right. Quite privileged in that way. And we thought we would much rather put this money into charity. And we have done that every year since then. And we'll continue to do that because – that's something that really mattered to us. And my mom doesn't particularly like it. First of all, we're donating to charities that she doesn't agree with. Sure. But she also feels like everyone else in the family is doing it and you you aren't doing it. And, well, you guys don't do Christmas. And I'm like, oh, no, we do Christmas. <laughs> we just don't do gifts. We don't do it the way that you do. Exactly. Yeah. And – so that's something to think about. Even years before that, we had a situation when I was growing up where we did family gift exchange with my dad's side of the family. And there was one mm -hmm. cousin group who would buy – They well, first of all, they had married a, a bunch of times. And so there was just a litany of kids on that side. And so they had – people were buying nice things for their children. And it was – you know, like a $30 limit, but they would consistently get us stuff from the dollar store. Like a, I remember one year it was like a, a Noah's Ark nativity scene thing. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that a bunch of the pieces were broken and shit like that. So they, they never lived up to the parameters of the gift exchange. Yeah. Right. right. So there might be things like that where you say, I, we're going to forego that. Maybe it's even, 
at your workplace. Like, no, I'm actually Jewish. I don't want to participate in a secret Santa. That's not a thing for me, right? Like there might be boundaries religion-wise too if you married into a different religion or faith or something like that that doesn't subscribe to the stuff that you grew up with. Like there's all sorts of boundaries to look at. And I think specifically in intimate partnerships, I'm going to underline this again, we have always looked at how can we both feel honored because what we both want does matter yeah, and is absolutely. relevant. And how can we find these common grounds? All right. So those are the things to think about. Decide on your real clear boundaries and have them be specific. So if it's a time frame, it is two hours or we're leaving by seven mm-hmm. or I'm, we're not coming out this year or something like that. So it's not wishy-washy of like, well, I don't know. We're not sure what we're going to do or maybe we'll do gifts or decide very clearly what you will and won't do. That's great advice. Number three, know that you do not have to engage in any conversations you don't want to. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. A lot of times when you see people who you haven't seen for a long time, This can be even things like weddings or reunions or things like that. People have their go-to shit that they ask you. It's not usually malicious. Yeah. It's just that people don't know what else to say. Yeah. So they'll usually ask you how your business is going Mm -hmm. if you run your own business. If you are newly married, they'll ask you when the kids are coming. If you're single and in your 30s or 40s, they'll ask you, when are you going to get married? (laughs) If you're in your 20s, they're going to ask you how school's going or why did you drop out of school or when are you going to go back to school? So there's like these canned questions that people ask. Now, if you've also gone through something really traumatic, like let's say you've gone through a divorce and the family knows about it, or you just struggled with a miscarriage or anything, anything that would be something that is painful to you that you don't really want to get into it could be covid it could be the election it could be stuff around politics just talking about masks gets people fired up that's right which kind of blows my mind but just know no matter what that is maybe you lost a job something whatever if it's not something that you want to discuss you do not have to so i think one of the easiest routes with this is if you can assume positive intent, if it's not somebody who always tries to rile you up or says really mean, malicious stuff, if if you can genuinely go, okay, they just don't know what to say or we haven't talked in over a year, here's what they're trying to <laughs> just sure. connect with me. Right. Then you can say something like, you know, I really appreciate you asking To be quite honest, it's been really difficult, and it's not something I'm super comfortable talking about right now. I truly hope that you can understand. So tell me about how's your sister doing? Change the topic. Change the subject. Mm -hmm. So you've been very clear, but then you've also made the effort of, I'm not going to stay on this topic any longer. And you might have to reiterate of, you know, I just mentioned that that was (laughs) difficult for me. I'm not going to get into it. Right. And you have to do it again. Now, if they are malicious, if they are somebody who is always trying to get your goat or maybe they are on opposite sides of the political spectrum and they want to be mean, then 
you you can very blatantly say like you know what this is not something that I feel comfortable getting into I'm not feeling super comfortable around the tone so I'm going to politely excuse myself from this conversation would you mind passing the butter or can you give me this or who brought that pie right get out of here dude like I'm not interested in going down that route and you may have to reiterate again if they are the belligerent person in the family who keeps going on and on I've asked you repeatedly not to bring this up. It seems as though you are insistent on having a very combative argument. I'm not interested in participating in that. Go away, Uncle Rick. Yeah, that's right. Get out of here with your bag of crutes. <laughs> Remember that when we were like, yes. when the, that one family member brings a bag of salad and a bag of croutons? <laughs> a bag of croutons. Yes, if my brother get out of here with your bag of croutons. Get out of here with your bag of croutons. If my brother's on salad duty, for sure he's bringing a bag of salad. A bag salad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. a bag of croutons. Yeah. Everyone knows you need more than that. Like, a bag of salad goes is like for one person. Yeah. It, it, for you, it's like two bites. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 like a sandwich bag to me. That's right. That's right. Okay, so with the number three, this is one. the The reason I wanted to really underline this is most of the time it comes aqua- across as questions. So how's it going with your divorce? Or how have you mm. been dealing since that breakup? Or how how have you been handling it since that miscarriage? I heard from your mom that blah, blah. So it usually when we hear a question, we think we have to answer it. Uh, we have to answer it because sure. it was poised in that way or yeah. posed in that way. So you don't need to do that. You can say, thank you for, for thinking of me or I appreciate your concern or however you want to say it and then shut that shit down. Okay, number four. This is a huge one for me. I think I've shared with you all because I have struggled with stuff around my energy. Become a fierce guardian of your time and energy. Really watch what becomes a piece of your obligation or something that gets added to your plate because it's someone else's Hmm. priority or urgency. Sure. This can also happen not just in families, but in in work situations where it's a busy season because of what you're doing. And so they expect you to work all of these extra hours or be super concerned about things that don't matter to you or whatever it might be. And I think this can also come up with family where there are specific traditions that mean a lot to them. And maybe it doesn't mean that much to you or as you've changed and gotten older, have had your own family, you don't really want to participate in that. And there's all the stress or frustration or we've got to make it to the church in time and we've got, we have to see the, the Christmas lighting ceremony and we've got to do, and it's like, no, you do. And that's wrapped <laughs> in a package of urgency. And so sometimes you have to analyze the package that that stuff comes in and go, Okay, it came in a very, very urgent package. Is that really something that I want to incur a bunch of stress around? Hmm. Is there a party that you're going to or a virtual event or anything that adds to your plate that you actually don't want to do? You don't have to because let me tell you, honey, that is going to have some kind of side effect. That will look like you lashing out at your kids, snapping at a coworker, being really rude to your partner. That stress has to go somewhere. And we're going to do another episode just about how to manage stress during the holidays. 
But one of those pieces is you being a fierce guardian of that time and energy, watching what is other people's priorities. And then also watching how much you're around certain people. This could even be watching who you sit next to, right? Like there's always that one person you get stuck next to (laughs) at the dinner table or during whatever event and you're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And they're always complaining or it's always something shitty that's going on with them or they always want to borrow money or there's something uncomfortable about it. So watch that. Be intentional about that. Who are you going to sit next to? If there's seating charts, make sure that you organize that and go, (laughs) I'm not going to sit next to that person. Or I'm showing up after dinner. We're going to be with my partner during dinner and then we'll, we'll come to see you later. And really also being hyper vigilant about what you say yes to. I'm also going to link to not just the boundaries pod, but also how to say no. There is an art to that. And I think a lot of times when we get caught off guard, especially when somebody is coming at us from a sense of urgency, oh my gosh, I need you to do this, or oh my gosh, we have to prepare for this, and please get this handled as fast as you can. And you're like, I don't care. And I don't want to put that on my plate. And that's yours to manage, actually. Yeah, right. So watching what you say yes to. And one thing that is very easy to say is no matter what somebody's asking for of you, if from you, if you don't have the ability to follow through, and again, you'll hear a lot of this in the saying no episode, is to say something like, I so appreciate you coming to me or I appreciate that you think you can lean on me. That means a lot. I'll be honest, I have way too much stuff on my plate and I would hate to let you down last minute, so I'm going to have to politely decline. That's a great way to say it. I cannot add one more thing to my plate. I am stretched to my limit and one more commitment might break me. Any of that type of verbiage and... I would hate to leave you high and dry, or I simply just don't have the capacity for it right now. I am so sorry. I wish I could come through for you. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So start saying no. Becoming a fierce guardian of your time and energy. Another Another piece of this, too, for me is acknowledging how much I can or cannot carry in a damn day. Because sometimes, because of what I've struggled with with my health, I'll look at something a day. We were just talking about this. I'll look at a day that has a handful of events And think like, oh, yeah, no problem. I got that. And then it will take me out for two days. Mm -hmm. So I've had to be very vigilant about do I want to spend my time in that way? Yes or no. Is that worth taking up a time slot in my very, very busy calendar and in a way that I have to be intentional about how I allocate that time? So becoming a fierce guardian of your time and energy. And finally, number five. Load up on self-care and your allies. Schedule sessions with your healers, your coaches, your therapists, your acupuncturists, your chiropractors, your holistic healers, anything like that that brings you an element of healing, yoga, being sure that you're channeling your energy, meditation, Plan get-togethers with people who build you up, whether it's virtual or in person. We've been doing this thing that we like to affectionately call mask and flask, <laughs> which was all Mr. Smith's doing. That was his <laughs> yeah. witty words. That's, I've got that trademarked. Basically, it's where we have friends over. We have usually max two friends over, just like a couple will yeah. come over, and we stay on our porch 
and we stay outside and we have masks and it feels and we flask it up and we it's a mask and flask and <laughs> it feels like a way that we can connect with people but still be really respectful of what's going on in this world right so that's one thing that i think is really important is especially if you are going to be around people who deplete you of your energy being incredibly vigilant about can i scale down on that but then also do i have a nice recovery plan am i going to need lots of downtime do i need to build in a day off after that so that i'm not hustling around trying to clean up the house after a mess or traveling a bunch yeah build in that downtime build in alone time yeah for those of you out there who are introverts even if you aren't, like I'm not an introvert. I'm more extroverted than I am introverted. Yeah. But if I travel somewhere, I will always make sure I have a day off to decompress, reset, get myself ready for whatever happens the day after. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that it helps my central nervous system calm back down. Right. If if I'm go, 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 go through travel and then – back into a go situation at work or whatever it might be, your central nervous system doesn't have a chance to reset. That's right. So that that is true for no matter what your personality type is, you know? It, it, it is. I definitely think you're spot on with that. But I have noticed this really consistently too with my clients who, who are introverted. There is this pull that – Okay, it's the sexy thing to do to go to all of the events, to be at all of the parties, to be with all of the people. And it depletes an introvert in a way that it doesn't uh, deplete an extrovert. Fair enough. And or even an ambivert. So acknowledging that about yourself and recognizing that doesn't actually give me energy. Yeah. That takes my reserves and understanding that. And and, and being able to advocate it for it. And saying, you know, I just can't, I can't quite handle it. All right. Those are our five tips for not losing your shit with your family over the holidays. Let's just quickly review. Number one, gearing up so that you are not taken by surprise. This is preparing yourself for any foreseeable things that that could very likely happen for you. Number two, decide on your clear boundaries with specifics. Number three, know that you do not have to engage in any conversations that you don't want to. And you can shut them down mid-conversation if you notice that everybody's getting too heated or it's getting volatile or people are being snappy with you. You can very quickly say, you know, I think that this has escalated beyond a friendly conversation. Let's call a timeout, you know, or let's reconvene when, when we're able to speak to each other a little bit more calmly. Right. Something like that. You can you don't have to keep doubling down. Number four, become a fierce guardian of your time and energy. And number five, load up on your self-care and your allies, being intentional mm. about who you are surrounded with. Good job. Yeah, that's good stuff. And I know, you know, for for me, I am always I always have a, a program going. I always have a class going during the holidays. Yeah. And my students will come to me, my deep down and dirty students will bring to me very specific scenarios that are happening with their family. And there have been family breakups that I've seen people through. Mm. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to allow this abuse or this behavior. It's one of the things that I see most commonly is 
people who are involved in some sort of abusive situation, verbally abusive from a partner or a parent or a sibling, and they haven't categorized it as actual abuse. Because oh, okay. we just go, that's how my family is, or that's, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, 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 no. That is, that is a detriment to your health. You don't have to go and do these events for the sake of like, oh, well, family above everything. No, fuck that. No, not family above everything. No, respect above everything. And if True. that can't happen, then that there's no reason for me to spend my time and energy in a way that is not conducive to my health. If you are at all interested in Deep Down and Dirty, which is a true deep dive, it's my primary program that I teach. If you're interested in what that looks like, what it's all about, you are in luck because I have a completely free workshop that encapsulates all of the work that I do. And it might clue you in on to why some of the avenues that you have taken thus far, maybe reading a self-help book or a small program here or there, hasn't really created the massive change that you want. And by change, I mean genuinely believing it that you are enough, believing in your own worthiness, letting go of these perfectionisms and people pleasing and making sure everyone else is taken care of, but uh-huh. you're depleted and unhappy. If that's you, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, completely free, have a pen and paper handy. I cover off five things that you need to look at in order to start shifting this this so that you're in a place of believing that you are valuable, believing that you are worth deserving. Of, of doing the stuff that we're talking about today, of yep. actually being able to speak up for yourself and what that sounds like and really looks like. And at the very end of that workshop, you'll see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team if you want to look more at Deep Down and Dirty and talk about your specific instance. So again, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Lots of really great info for you over there. Anything you wanted to add about this, this topic today? Well, I guess um, one of the things I think about all the time, but specifically through the, you know, quote unquote holiday season is what the two main factors of humanity are. And it's the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain, pain, right? So all of the things you're talking about here are the avoidance of pain. Right. Right. But it's also in my mindset, I'm thinking, how do I get pleasure out of this interaction? Yes. How do I get pleasure out of this uh, family event? What's something that I can do that would make it enjoyable? Yes. Do I need to play? Uh, what What is it? What the dysfunctional family dysfunctional bingo. family bingo? <laughs> do I? You know, uh, whatever it is, you have to have something that you're going into that event like I'm going to get some pleasure out of this. Maybe I'll ask everybody what they're grateful for today or right, right. what has been what has been their greatest learning over 2020 yes. or something like that. And then you set the tone for for gratitude and enjoyable interaction instead of blah politics, blah covid. Everybody's going to be this way. Everybody's going to be this way and yeah. you have your minds already set for that. Right. But if you go in like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there and be my pleasurable, happy self today. That's right. Or whatever it is you're thinking. So that would be my input. I love that. On the overall, all of these boundaries and uh, little ways of saying things or doing things are to help us enjoy and avoid pain. That's right? right. Well, and that really goes, ties all the way back to the first point of gearing up. 
what do I do need to do sure. and say and be yeah. in order to be proud of me? Yeah. Are you going to be proud of you if you're combative and adversarial and picking fights and trying to put people in their place? Mm-hmm. What That's you suffering, my friend. Yeah. And granted, there's some insidious behavior for sure. I get it. I hear you. Your brother can be an asshat. But how do you limit your suffering and catapult mm-hmm. your joy and your fulfillment and your happiness? And, and not to make this even longer, but... Sometimes we're so used to suffering that we think that it's pleasurable. That's like right. putting somebody in their place is actually pleasurable for us, but it's actually suffrage. Right. Right? Yes. So we get so used to being in a place and being in that comfortable pain. That's right. That we forget that there's another side. Look for that other side. Yes. One of one of the things that we've done that's been incredible for that is we have implemented our own Traditions. Yeah. We like yeah. to call them Smith's Tradits. Mm-hmm. And our last name is Smith. Yeah, that's well they I think they know that. <laughs> Some don't. They call you the drug junkie. Our so. last name is Rodriguez. <laughs> but we call it Smith's Tradits. <laughs> just just to be obscure. Yeah. But we have created these elements around the various holidays that thoroughly bring us joy. Yeah. We do it around Halloween. We do it around Christmas. We have all these fun little things. That, that amplify what matters to us. And then we are able to scale down and limit all of the other bullshit that doesn't work for us. And, and to do it with the utmost grace and kindness, to not be snarky about it, to be completely calm and just say, hey, these are the decisions that we've made for ourselves. Right. So hopefully this is helpful for y'all as we go into a very interesting season here. And I'm sending you all so very much love. We will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out.